thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Sean Bonner and Kaj Larson, co-founders of Guild. Mike, I'm sorry, actually a third co-founder. Mike in the back with us. Uh, co-founders of Guild, which is a, an investment platform that was focused just on military. These guys saw a gap in the market that uh, E-Trade and all these other platforms out there, really good for the savvy investor, but not as much for the military folks and military folks coming in and, and just being handed uh, the TSP and here you go and just figure it out on your own. And these guys saw a gap in the marketplace. So uh, we thought it'd be a treat, especially for Greencastle team, um, to, to bring these guys in and, and talk a little bit about Guild and just the investment world for, for veterans. So, so thanks for joining us, guys. Actually, JC, that's perfect. Like, that's the whole pitch. So there just is. cut. We're Done. good. Yeah, Let's yeah. have a drink. Turn that know? into that's a commercial. Yeah. Um, this is a shot from the Winchester podcast, so we have to do a shot in the Winchester to kick it off. What's your, uh, what's your drink of choice? I'm going to go with tequila. If I'm going to be drinking in the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah. Let's do it right. Yeah. This know? is a podcast. It's filmed at 6 p.m. after work hours. It's definitely not uh, 12, 13 in the afternoon on a Monday. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, in Europe, that's right. Jimmy Buffett, right? Gentlemen. It's right. 5, thank you, thank 13 you. somewhere. Thank you, sir. What are, we, what are we drinking? See if we can get sponsorship from... Caramana tequila here. All right, Ooh. Terramana. Made in Mexico. Little yeah. All right, cheers, fellas. Got a bullet in it. Love yeah. it. Cheers, John. Oh. Good to see you, brother. Heavy cheers, pour, guys. by the way. Thanks. Mm. Terramana, it's delicious. <laughs> Bing. As if I need more gray yeah. hair. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Ooh. Now we're getting rolling. Yeah. Just tell some sea stories. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. Why are you guys here again? Well, <laughs> Um, so tell us a little bit about Guild and, and sort of the, the story of why you founded Guild, and then let's get into the story of how veterans can be better investors. Yeah, let's do that. Well, first, I was going to tell a sea story. This reminds me of when I, I showed up. So John and I uh, had the honor of serving together. But when I showed up, like my first week at Team One, they had just gotten um, Saddam Hussein, right? And uh, the, uh, the I, I think the TFO guy who pulled him out of the hole was a former team guy, right? And... Uh, Anyways, they had just gotten Saddam Hussein, so I'm like a young junior officer, you know, my first duty station, my first command reporting to SEAL Team 1, and I show up for, uh, for O-Call in the morning, and all the officers are there, and we're sitting in the wardroom, and the, the CO at the time, Bill Wilson, like, comes out with, like, a bottle of wild turkey, and it's 0730 in the morning, right? <laughs> the first thing I did as an officer at my first SEAL team was take a shot of wild turkey because he had been holding that bottle until we got that one wild turkey. Yeah. So new, yeah. new guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So And yeah. then you went for a run afterwards. That's and just exactly threw, threw what we did. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. We're not yeah. stopping running until Kaj throws up. <laughs> it's a long run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nice. It's good to be here. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah, uh, both veterans. Both Navy guys. Um, yeah, so we have a, a kind of a secret at the company. We are expanding and branching out, but the core founding team, all Navy officers, two intel, one one SEAL. Um, who, who does the, if you're all officers, where who's doing the work? Oh, for we don't you? do any work. We just come here to drink. Just a team of enlisted guys just doing all the work? Yes. I have a couple of kids that are uh, that are our interns. Actually, I have, so that we've actually expanded the Navy family. My, my son is just finishing up plebe summer at the Naval Academy. Yep. He's a football player there. He just rolled into football camp, so. The next generation is taking over. Army Navy football coming back to Philly for this yeah, year, so, so it's good, 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 good to see one. him out there. I think we'll be yeah. we'll, we'll see. And we'll be hosting. We'll yeah. be we'll be yeah. tailgating. So Everybody's we'll invited. Of, yeah. We'll see a lot of faces down there. Finn Bonner, the uh, the long snapper for Navy. Well, we have a lot. Of, we're surrounded by Army, so yeah. 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 Well, it's definitely going to be a joint party. For yeah, sure. yeah, that's right. So, um, and speaking of that, I spent so I you know I had a little bit kind of interesting path coming into the military. I had uh, almost gone to the Naval Academy, played football, ended up not working out. Um, 
played at one double A school, and then um, you know it was kind of let's not quite bitter, but sort of bitter about sort of that whole experience. And then uh, I got over that bitterness when I was working in New York on the morning of 9/11. So that changed things for me. And then I, I you're working in finance, right? You're yeah. So I was one of those guys in the funny color jackets on the floor of the American Stock Exchange, yelling and screaming. Um, my daughter had just been born, so I wasn't actually there that day, but I had a business there. I had my own seat. I had a couple guys working for me. Um, yeah, so obviously very impactful. And it was, we were just up in New York for the Seal Swim. The hotel where we stayed um, was in a new building. That, um, they tore down a couple blocks there, but right in, right in back of the old American Stock Exchange. The, the, the Amex has since merged with the New York Stock Exchange, but the <coughs> actual building was there. Like the back entrance used to go in and out of every day. The World Trade Center was my train station. So kind of, it was a little bit, uh, I don't know, a little bit. Um, eerie kind of coming back full circle to it but I applied for a direct commissioning program in the Navy which was something after a little bit of research I thought it was kind of a way to get in the fight quicker not so much take took a lot longer and then you go sort of through the reserve side of the house which can take a lot longer for everything I always joke like reserves are like dog years right seven years in the reserves it's like one year of active duty <laughs> um, so I eventually got commissioned as direct commission Navy Reserve Intel Officer um, first out of Willow Grove and then did a lot of stuff out of Fort Dix I um, worked at the Army Intel Center there, and then first with ONI, and then at DIA. Um, I had actually bumped into a friend after I just got commissioned in D.C. We were actually lifeguards at the shore together, played high school football against each other. I scored my only high school touchdown against them. Um, <laughs> but that's Mike Canallan. And, uh, I told, you know, Mike comes from a Navy family, and his father was a career aviator. And uh, Mike lived in Japan, lived in the Philippines. I told him, he's like, how the hell did you get commissioned in the Navy at 31 years old? So told him about the program, and he'd already known about it. And so actually, Mike ended up going through the same commissioning program. Oh, wow. And then we ended up in the same intel unit, not once but twice, both at ONI and DIA. And Mike's still the OPSO over at DIA up at, up at Fort Dix. So um, through that sort of like combination of working on Wall Street, and then I came down here after the financial crisis, I started my own uh, investment advisor and a mutual fund. So doing large kind of large cap value, so like kind of deep value Warren Buffett style investing. And of course, like the guys in the unit, from the CO down to you know junior enlisted guys, like. Oh, sir, you work on Wall Street, you know, like half the time to be walking through the hallway. Like people ask me about their portfolios. I had an Intel board once, right? And like kind of went through this Intel board to get this qualification. And you sort of wrapped it up early. And the CEO said, so anyway, I'm at this, I'm at this, you know, this government contracting company. I'm that, buying Google. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stock splitting. What should I do with my 401k? What should I do with this? But and it was so, it's pretty apparent there was nobody out there serving the military. For, and this is at the CEO level, he's yeah, asking, right? It's from the CEO level to the junior enlisted level, right? It's up and down. I'm sure anybody you know here would agree with it, right? Nobody says there's too much financial literacy and financial education in the military. <laughs> nobody says yeah. young sailors, soldiers, Marines, and airmen are too smart with their money, right? <laughs> that doesn't happen. Wait a so, minute, the, the bail bondsmen, the nudie bar, all that stuff yeah. that's right outside every base? Yeah. So we, We're right, not saying that's a good investment? So I uh, oh, always had this sort of joke, right? Uh, but it's not a joke. And Kaj, Kaj actually being a sort of tactical guy, mapped the distances of it, I think, at Benning. But you come out of Bragg, come out of Benning, you know, any major military installation, yep. there's three things just outside the gate, right? Wait, hold on a sec. Can we take a guess? Can we take a guess at this? Well, <laughs> Tattoo parlor, that's the one. Pawn shop number Pawn shop. two. What's third? Mustangs. Used yeah. car dealership, baby. <laughs> so that's what I did. So I went to, uh, actually, John and I both went to jump school at Benning, Georgia. I'm sure some guys here stationed Fort Benning, right? And so I mapped the distance from gate one, the main gate in Columbus there, where the <laughs> bill starts, to the first used car dealership. 0.3 miles. Yeah. From the At main game. 14%. You yep. can walk away with this Mazda protege. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can look cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got, right, you've got the used car dealership. You've got some kind of check cashing, pawn shop, payday loans, yeah. right? All is like, you know, high interest rate stuff. And then you've got, you got the strip club, right? Yeah. 
So out of the only one that's kind of honest about trying to take your money is the strip club, right? Yeah, one out of three, they're probably the most honest about it. And those other two are kind of where you really feel in the long-term pain, right? Because right. that doesn't go away after the hangover's away, right? Like those those interest payments keep building up. So, um, but it's amazing actually talking to people sort of on the personal wealth side and the Wall Street side. We're like, oh well, USA has that whole market covered. And, you know, back in 2016 when I was getting ready to get out, like USA was completely exiting the business. So they have no yeah. personal wealth. You click on Investments USA, it takes you to Charles Schwab. Yeah. They had mutual funds, they sold it to another company out of Milwaukee. So you'll get some like cross branding. Uh, and then people are like, well, what about Navy Federal Credit Union? It's a credit union, they don't, have to, they don't do brokerage services. So it's pretty apparent that there was a need for access to investment products that, and the access the way uh, military folks could understand it and then for education around it, right? Because there's so many sort of military specific issues. So, you know, I'd seen retail investors kind of getting getting the shaft when I left Wall Street. I was always sort of on the institutional side or on like that, you know, guy in the funny color jacket in the pit of the exchange doing that. And then I worked at one of the big banks in the financial crisis. And then that's when I was able to leave and start my own firm down here. And that's when I really had like the first interaction with like financial advisors who's supposed to be representing their clients. And a lot of times the first question is, oh, that's you got this great five-star mutual fund. How do I get paid on it? It's like you're supposed to be just taking care of your clients. So it was pretty apparent even like 2014 that, you know, it's a really an uphill climb for, for investors. And I think that's why you saw this revolution and all this self-directed investing and the interest in crypto and platforms like Robinhood. But now, like, we've seen, like, kind of trust break in those as well. So what we've really established, what we're trying to build is, you know, the most trusted financial services platform in the world. And to do that based on our military heritage. First, serving the military and veteran community because there's a huge need there and specific tools and products we can we can give to them, and certain knowledge we can give to them. But then really, it's open to anyone that wants to support the military community, right? So just like, um, you know, Black Rifle Coffee. People buy Black Rifle Coffee, doesn't mean they're in the military, they walk into Cabela's and buy a bag, but they're, they know they're supporting that community. So anyone that opens an account with us, not only are they, I have another themselves. example. Maybe, yeah. uh, if you buy uh, consulting services from Green Capital. Exactly. Yeah, just <laughs> Perfect, right? Shameless plug. So that's it. So. Um, <laughs> So it kind of it was, you know, finally the, sort of the light dawn on Marble Head started kicking this idea around in, in 2018. And like, obviously, I haven't been in the in the investing business for a long time. I had a, like a better way of organizing the platform, which I always thought was really more in tune to how the military thinks. It's all about teamwork, right? Um, and teamwork is kind of sort of through friendly competition. So everyone is anonymous, but at the end of the day, we rack and stack everyone's portfolio, and you can see over the last day, the week, or month how everyone's performed. And you can tap into those portfolios and see not in terms of actual dollars, but just percentages. What people are investing in, what they're what they're working with, and what they're making, and then sort of a little more kind of heady. Brought it right out of Navy Intel School, damn neck back in the day stuff around collective intelligence. We have a collective intelligence portfolio, so that's like a snapshot of the 30 most popular stocks in the percentages people own them, um, and that is like uh, it's been actually really phenomenal. We we started that on January 1st, and the market's still down around 11 or 12 percent, and that's up two percent for the year. So 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 for the average, you know. Uh, military service member or veteran getting out like they know you know you just threw everything into tsp and you and you, and you hoped for the best or which is smart right because you get that free match on the first five percent like right. it's a hundred percent return on your five percent absolutely you got to maximize all that or stuff. or you're just you're playing in the penny stocks or something or, or you're just you're kind of like ah throwing darts at the wall and trying to hope that you're buying apple at the right time or something right but um and, and you can sign up for e-trade or any one of the other charles schwab you cannot sign up for one of these apps what are you guys doing that's a little bit different that you, you mentioned drawing on that military heritage? So what are you guys doing? 
So JC, I came at it from kind of a different like perspective, yeah. different background. Like, you know, when I got off, when I got out of the teams, I started two veteran service organizations. Yeah. First was Mission Continues, uh, and the second was Team Rubicon, which I sat on the board of for a long time. So these are organizations that take your, your skills from the military and then kind of repurpose them so that you can continue to serve just out of uniform. So I spent a decade, right, helping veterans find mission and purpose after their active duty service. Uh, but what I started to realize towards like the end of that decade is that like, look, it's really important to have a sense of purpose. We all, we all felt that when we left active duty, but it's also really important to have a job. It's really important to have purse, right, to have money, to pay the bills and stuff. And so much of mental health is related to financial health. And mm. so I think about financial wow. health as just a subcomponent of wellness overall, right? You can wake up in the morning and you can meditate for 30 minutes or whatever, but if you still then like finish your meditation and have to like go look at your credit card bill, right? Or mm. you're underwater on your mortgage, your stress level is gonna be pretty much up there. So what happened is when I met Sean and as I started to think about this more deeply, I realized that like, wow, we gotta make sure there's nobody in the private, nobody in the private wealth community is, is serving the veteran community or the military community for personal wealth, right? And this is really important. It's really important for all the th veteran issues that we care about. So, but what are the two biggest barriers to entry in terms of veterans creating personal wealth? Well, first is, is money, right? They think they don't have enough money to invest in the stock market or to begin investing, right? And we're just taking as like a given hypothesis here that over time, right, if you invest in the market, the S&P 500 like is one of the, the, the safest and, and most lucrative returns on your money, right? And so if you take that principle, we had to first reduce that one barrier to entry and Robinhood was a game changer in this with fractional share investing, right? It used to be that, you know, you needed, you know, several hundred, a thousand dollars to buy a full share of Apple stock, right? Now we can start investing with as little as a dollar. So anybody from the military and veteran community or their supporters can start investing on the platform. And then the second barrier to entry and where I've really focused my effort uh, is on the knowledge piece. Like even if I had enough money, I wouldn't know what to invest in, right? And so there's a couple ways that we kind of tackle that bear. Um, the first is the transparency piece that Sean talked about. You can actually go in and look at anybody's portfolio and see what they're investing in. Right now, most people get their stock tips from like Wall Street Bets or Reddit, right? Everybody's like, oh, I got 300% gains, right? It's the equivalent of like telling people like you ran a 440 mile or something like, okay, maybe, but like, let, let's see it. What you see on our platform is like real-time conviction in terms of what people are actually holding and how they're actually performing. So there's this transparency piece, which increases this trust gap that's out there in the market. There's this trust dividend to be captured, uh, but it's also like this tacit like educational tool, right? It's this soft mentorship nudge. You can see other top performing portfolios on the platform. You can see what, you know, Sean, the CEO of the company is actually like holding in his portfolio and he's up 17% right, relative to the S&P, like, I wanna see what Sean's holding, and that can serve as a guide. Same with that collective intelligence mm -hmm. portfolio, is, which is based on this, this concept of the wisdom of crowds, right? So that's the sort of like, how knowledge and, and education is, is built into the, the actual UI of the platform, but then we do exactly what we do in the military, right? Training and education, right? So we have an entire financial literacy curriculum on the platform. Uh, and for this, we're actually using some of the same curriculum that there's this office 
in the Department of Defense, like this little nook somewhere in the Pentagon that nobody's ever found, you know, like it's like buried behind some hot dog machine or something that actually is like producing all of this really important content, right? But it's like if you produce financial literacy content in a forest and nobody yeah. hears it, like did you actually produce it? Nobody's using it, right? Right. You, so, I think you even have a joke about it. You're like you've talked about the, what is it, the Office of, office of Financial Readiness, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, they, should be the most well-known of all the... Yeah, yeah nobody started this thing, yeah. right? And, like, and the one that told us about it, I mean, I just got now, Kaj just got out, Mike was still in, we were talking about the previous SECNAV while he was sitting SECNAV, and he's like, well, what about the Office of Financial Readiness? We're in the office of who and what? Like, yeah. 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 never heard of it. Yeah, and they actually have uh, some great content, all like kind of these little 60-second micro-investing um, videos you know they're like they're they're you know they're like e3 e4 level but anybody can watch them like what is a stock what is a bond right um savings versus investing so what we want to do is incentivize people to take our curriculum so you watch that first video on the platform savings versus investing we'll put five dollars in your brokerage account right and so the idea is to incentivize people to learn so we think this combination of uh, a transparent and trusted platform where you can see what other people are actually doing and what they're actually holding and buying um, coupled with financial education is how we're gonna help both neophyte and more sophisticated investors you know get into the market and start you know sharing in the wealth of this country that we all fought to defend so I have an account with the on Guild, right? I love the leadership board piece, and again, that oh, transparency yeah. is really cool, and, and it's well, plays it plays to our competitive nature, just as vets, right? Yeah, you can see what other people are doing, and if I can if I can uh, beat the CEO, right? That's there's just an ego piece to it, right? The leaderboard piece, like you know, candidly, we stole like straight out of a CrossFit like whiteboard, <laughs> you know, like oh, like let's <laughs> let's just see who's up at the top of the whiteboard. Oh, do you right. work out? <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. What do you call two seals walking down the street next to each other? A race, you know. Like, so that's that's what the leaderboard is sometimes. I call it like soft competition. You know? I call it OJT, on-the-job yeah. training. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can really see in real world, left seat, right seat, what's going on, what people are doing. And it's, you know, it's, on the stock side, it's all commission-free, fractional shares. So, you know, on a $50 account, like, we can service, you know, the young enlisted guys with a $50 account. We don't make any money on it. But... That's the advent of sort of the digital revolution. We don't lose any money on it either, yeah. right? And that's the beautiful thing about it. So, like, let's get them out there. Let's get them investing. And there's nothing like actually seeing real money at work in the market when other people are doing for, like, those lessons really to hit home, right? You can watch all the little 60-second videos you want, but now, like, spend a week, a month, like, kind of looking at your portfolio. And we stress portfolio, not just buy, like, one or two stocks and a crypto coin. And then, see, you know, see how that's worked out for you, right? I mean, that's that OJT, when it's sort of low consequence, low dollar environment for the young guys, I think it's like one of the most impactful educational tools we can give them. So, so what are the barriers then right now for like for you guys to get? I mean, it, it seems like a no brainer, right? You, you are you're appealing to everything that that gap that that veterans and, and military service members need. So what's what's the barrier to you guys getting out there and 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 crushing it as the what's the most trusted investment platform on Earth? Look, I think it's just one, it's sometimes, as you know, because we were all there, right, yeah. when we first entered the military, sometimes it's hard to get like that E3 to start thinking about their long-term financial future, yeah. right? And that's why in some ways even the TSP is complex, right? It's a good deal, but we're asking E3s to make complex decisions about their yeah. financial future, right? So I always, um, well, this is my favorite anecdote I've been wanting to tell it, so this seems like the right 
time to do it. And I'm sure we all have like 100x of these stories, but we all got that like one story of example of like, like this is a really poor use of, of, <laughs> of your money, right? When you're a young, when you're a young, you know, new member of the military. So I had this guy in my first platoon, uh, who you probably know, so I won't mention it. His, I won't tell you his actual name, but you know, he was the 60 gunner in our platoon. So he carried the pig, right? Big, strong guy. He was a lumberjack from Northern California. And remember, we all got paid like bi-monthly, right? Every two weeks, we get paid on that like Thursday night. And I'd always try on, on the pay period schedule training on Saturday morning um, to try and mitigate like how hard people would go like that Thursday and Friday night, right? So I like remember showing up at the platoon hut two pay periods in a row, and we show up at the platoon hut in, on a Saturday morning. You schedule training on a Saturday morning. You show up at the platoon hut, and you get there early, and guys are like sucking on the Draeger, which is a pure O2 rig, and they've started IVs on themselves, right? <laughs> it looks like a convalescent ward. So I like walked into the platoon hut on a Saturday morning at 6.30 after one of our you know, bi-monthly pay periods, and, and this guy comes up to me and says, hey, LT, um, I just, I, I gotta ask you, like, you know, there's this thing, you know, you know, we got paid. I, I went out the other night and, you know, I, I met this dancer, dancer, uh, and, uh, I need help to put her through med school. Yeah. You know, like we got married, right? Can, can you help me take care of this? So like Monday morning, like we went down to the courthouse, San Diego, like got it annulled or whatever. Like, okay. You know, like no harm, no foul. It's, it's all going to be good. Two weeks later, Platoon hut, Saturday morning, same guy comes up to me. Hey, LT, uh, I got to ask you for a favor. You know that thing we did last week? Can we do that again? He married another stripper, right? <laughs> like, and so, like, you know, like, that's the barrier, right, is convincing people that they can... Stop marrying strippers. <laughs> Start investing Not that now. We... Not that we're prejudicial against strippers. You, yeah, yeah. They're, they're part of the, the gig economy. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that, I mean, look, that's one of the challenges, right, is reaching people with our message that it's important to start investing. You know, actually in the military, we have a decent amount of disposable income if we use it because we have BAH, we have things that are taken care of, right? So the first barrier is convincing people that it's important to do this. Uh, and then this, the, the second hurdle to get over is to, um, to give people the knowledge um, of what to actually invest in, right? Because like, you know, we don't want it to be a casino, right? Rob Robinhood right now, one of our competitors, you know, a large portion of their revenue is coming from crypto and options, right? That's essentially gambling, right? And I'm not saying that you can't do well there sure. and there's, there's smart strategic ways to invest there, um, but anybody should have a diversified enough portfolio that that's not where your primary income is. So we consider that knowledge piece really a fundamental piece of the platform. Awesome. Hey, we got a bunch of vets, so like, you have, we still have folks that are in the Guard Reserves here that are still working TSP, but also most of our, I mean, everybody here is obviously a veteran, so uh, if it's cool with you guys, I'd actually like to open up some questions specific yeah, to what, you know, the investment strategies out there. Erica, do, you, do we have a, a mic? Awesome. Awesome, just to make sure it gets, uh, it gets on camera. Yeah, and one of the things, I mean, what happened just when I was getting out, but it was guys that are still in, right, the switch in the retirement system, I mean, it was monumental, right, going from this, what we call the investment business, a defined, defined benefit plan, right? So do your 20 years, get your full pension to this now with the blended retirement system, which is like a 401k and investing to the TSP. And like when the, the switch had to come, like I started to look at it, it was like you had to make decisions about like tax consequences in the future, 
bond math, I mean, stuff that was like super complicated, and I, you know, I'm not even sure there was a right answer. But now for all the new guys coming in, they're all in this, this, this fund retirement system, and they have to invest in the TSP and make those elections in the TSP. So, uh, you know, the education around it, I'm sure, was, was sort of woefully inadequate. It was kind of ad hoc. They pull in any local sort of financial advisor, mom and pop shop, to talk about it. But yeah. the Pentagon is still, they had the reasons for doing it. Mostly it was around retention, um, because the, for the guy, eight years, like the 20 year pension didn't really have any mental value. But if you can build up for another four years and get out of 12, you can take that 401k with you. They saw it helping retention. And two, the, it was also a budgetary thing, right, for the, for the full defined benefit plan government just writes a check and just print the money, right? Now they're making you take your money and actually invest it in the stock market. Yeah. So it's it's a monumental you know, sea change, and um, I think the impacts of it, like we're, we're just going to feel, but it's going to be, it's going to be ever ever present in people's minds about what's the stock market doing, right? Like, because before you had this guaranteed guaranteed uh, annuity coming to you for the rest of your life. Now that's dependent on actually what the stock market and bond market are doing. <clears throat> Yeah, putting it back on you, which is, I think, what a lot of, we know that, we all know. Just getting where the knowledge piece comes in, Being reservists, we know that, you know, you're in charge of your own destiny. That's a a lesson you learn when you join the Guard and Reserves is from active duty, you're like, oh my God, like, literally my, my, my success in the military is now dependent on me. And I think that's probably, I hope veterans are able to harness that and go, okay, like it's it's on me now to to succeed. Um, With that, I'd like to just pass it out to some folks who had some questions. Sure, thank you. Um, how do y'all route your orders for execution? What platforms do you use? And do you get paid for order flow? So, um, I'll answer the, the last part first. Right now, we don't get paid for order flow. We get big enough, we may start taking that. And it's just one way we can service it. So, I, I've been in the business for a long time, and um, the payment for order flow model's been around for a long time. What, I'm sorry, what is the what? Payment for order flow. So, PFOF. So, the idea is. Um, that if you send your, your order to buy 100 shares of Apple, mm-hmm. you can send it to the NASDAQ or you can send it to a, what they call electronic crossing network like ARCA, right? Um, if you send it to ARCA and they, they execute it there, they would pay you essentially a rebate for routing the orders there. Now, the rules are all that they have to be, the prices can't be any different, it's all going to be the same, but this one venue will pay you mills, like 14 one-thousandths of a penny to send your order there. Yes. That's the payment for order from us. So that's been around for a while, but then when Robinhood came out with their sort of revolutionary idea was like, we can make enough money off this payment for flow, we don't have to charge commissions. Because it used to be four ninety five a trade or six ninety five a trade or ten ninety five a trade, right? That's where the really the disruption Robinhood came out. So there's enough money sort of on the back end through payment for flow and a couple other things, mostly around um, interest rate float, right? Just kind of cashing the accounts, keeping that interest. So that's what Robinhood did. Now there's been a lot of back and forth on it. Well, you're getting this rebate, is the customer, you know, being wronged by it. By regulation, you already have to still obey what's called NBDO, National Best Bid and Offer, and you have to fill out these giant best execution reports. Now, I'm sitting here defending paying for workflow. We don't collect it, right? Someday, I think we will, and I think it's a, I think, and I know there's been industry studies and independent studies that shown it saves consumers two to three billion dollars a year. Once you take away the commission payments, right, and essentially the, the, the venues are now paying the commission directly to the dealers, it saves consumers two or three billion dollars a year. So it's, you know. I think for the military investor, payment for order, for your average military investor, payment for order flow allows you access to the market in ways that you absolutely wouldn't on a commission. Because let's say you're making a hundred dollar trade, right? Make, let's say you're making a fifty dollar trade, right? It doesn't make any sense at all to pay six ninety five on a fifty dollar trade. And when we're thinking about like young military, young enlisted guys coming into the service who might literally be making twenty five and fifty dollar trades like we still want them to have that access to the market that that big investors do so yeah we've sean and i were out at uh at berkshire hathaway annual meeting and uh 
um, you know, Charlie Munger was like ripping into payment for order flow, right? Like that's great, right? If you are trading, or if you're making billion dollar trades, you don't really care that much about the 695 commission, right? But if you're an E4 who's just getting into the market and you want to buy your first $50 to Apple, like this is the way it works. Yeah, it always gets presented as like hurting consumers, but where it causes friction are for like the big multi-billion dollar hedge funds, like the Citadels or like Berkshire Hathaway. But it's somehow always going to say, oh, we're just representing the little guy. And that's really not the case. Yeah. So, yeah. What was the first part of the discussion? So, yes. Oh, so we have a back end called Alpaca Markets. They're um, a newer company in the space. So the sort of every, every um, broker dealer, for the most part, routes orders to what's called a, a clearing broker. They're like a back end. So like back in New York, um, Pershing, kind of the big ones. And there's some, some ones that are kind of more advanced in the digital space have been around for a while. Uh, Alpaca Markets is a new one. They actually came out of Stanford Y Combinator, and their technology is great. So they're one of the reasons why we can do fractional shares. And actually, you can buy 10, 10 fractional shares at once because of their technology. So we've been very fortunate to have a pretty good partnership with them, and they do kind of all of our back-end support for us. So you know, think about the think about the kind of typical sort of Wall Street brokerage businesses. Front office, right, customer-facing, putting the orders in. Middle office, you know, kind of making sure everything gets processed right, and then back office, the clearing, and all that stuff that happens at the end of the day. Um, from a business standpoint, for us, we're really just front office, and Alpaca handles middle office and back office, which is a great model. So we can really just focus on the customer and the customer experience. Uh, somebody else had their hand up there. Oh, there. Um, Gazi. When, when I go in the, the app, is there like a box where I can check if I want to use my Roth IRA to invest? So, so currently, we don't support IRAs or um, uh, those kind of contribution plans. So that's that's the next step for us, right? We're we're a startup, so we launched in beta on Veterans Day. Came out of beta on January first. Uh, uh, just not even a year yeah. of business. Okay, right on. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah, we are we are in full startup mode. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and then come February, we were really stoked to have launched an investing stock market business when the war in Ukraine started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Timing's everything. Timing is everything. It was like inflation was already starting to get hammer, hammering things, and then you saw the war in Ukraine. Um, and that's maybe a story we can say for the end about what we decided to do there. But um, June, July, August, they're all back to double-digit growth for us. So it's been great. And really for us, like, this is it. I mean, we were... Uh, talking to the Avalon Beach Patrol on Friday down in Avalon, New Jersey. Mike and I were both ocean lifeguards. That's sort of the other secret about the company. All three of us were former ocean lifeguards in high school, um, as well as being in the Swim league. test to get hired. That's yeah, pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. 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 Then, um, and then we're up at the SEAL Swim, right? And we're here today. And, like, you know, the SEAL Swim, we're running around supporting. We're going from the Jersey side to the New York side and lugging stuff around. I'm like, this is so much infinitely better than sitting in some ETF conference at Vanguard, right? Um, here, you know, hearing about seven basis point index funds. Like, I'd much rather be out here with, with you guys and girls talking about this, talking about what we used to do in the military. I mean, for me, this is like, this is almost a dream come true because I've been able to combine my two experiences, my Wall Street and investing experience, with my military experience and actually make, start, hopefully make a career out of it. So. Right. Any other? Oh, sorry. Danny. Hey, gentlemen, Danny Thiel. Uh, first, just want to say thank you for coming out and, and sharing your wisdom with us. And second, want to congratulate you on your success thus far and what you guys have done. Uh, just curious if there's anything coming up on your roadmap that's exciting that you could share or want to let us know of, of what's coming up next for you. Yeah, like what's you, cool you go, then I'll go. So you talked about like the app being this is the beta version and, and, and like any startup, there's 
it's an iterative process. So like what's coming down the pike? Yeah, so we- And um, what stocks should we buy? <laughs> <laughs> we got the crowdsourced portfolio. You don't have to ask there you me. Go. You just right. go look on the app and That's see where right. everyone's making money. All the leaderboard. It's, you got it's it. way up. It's up like 2.75% today. Like I was just so. checking it out. Yeah. So um, A lot of Rivian up there, some Tesla. What else? Apple's doing well. Yeah, and it's actually crazy. This idea of the collective intelligence portfolio, I mean, uh, you know, the way things sort of work. This is an idea I've been kicking around for a while. But I was literally up in New York on the trading desk on a Friday. Um, some of the sales guys, I was a trader, so the sales guys come represent mostly like in those days hedge funds. And they wanted to buy call options on this one one company. And like on a Friday afternoon, you always get a little worried, like is this company gonna get bought over the weekend? Like something's going on, it's, you know, like a red flag just starting to go off. Like no, they just got added to this new Goldman Sachs VIP index. Very important position. And so I'm like, all right, on the train ride home, I grab it and I read the perspectives all about this thing. And essentially, it's a collective intelligence portfolio that Goldman Sachs gets from the SEC quarterly filings. Essentially, they combine the, they take the 50 most popular hedge fund names of the big hedge funds. Um, and then I'm in Damneck, Virginia Beach at Intel School. Like, literally four days later, I was out doing a two-week Intel School, and they start talking about the USS Scorpion, which was a fast attack sub that was lost in 1968, and how it just disappeared in the middle of the Atlantic. 99 sailors on board, you know, nuclear weapons, nuclear reactor, can't find it, right? Two Soviet subs have gone missing the month before, like World War III started, like real hunt for Red October stuff. And eventually the way they ended up locating the sub was they called him, this guy John Craven, who's a PhD guy, um, chief scientist at Navy Special Projects, had a lot of sort of you know, deep sea submersible experience. And he started a um, sort of a collective intelligence methodology by going out and interviewing everyone he could in the submarine community. And then everyone he could that he could even talk about it to. So, and they'd literally like guess and plot where they thought the submarine was. And yeah. he just plotted all their positions on a giant like, yeah, yeah, hydro chart. chart on the, yeah. on the wall, yeah. right? And essentially like, you know, they had a little bit of information about where it was coming from, but individual charts for first a hundred, you know, pins yeah. in the chart, individual guesses, 100, 300, you know, a couple hundred more. Um, it's a 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong kind of like mindset, right? Like, so, well, they, so he goes back and he says, all right, look, we got this, you know, get a chart of the Atlantic Ocean, it pins all over. Yeah. He goes back and has had a list of questions he was asking everybody and goes back and says, okay, what were the most popular or most frequent answers for each question? And plots that if it was true from the Scorpion's last known position, puts a big fat pin on the chart. It's on March of 69. They're about to call off the search and rescue. Radios the boat. Head, can you head 24 miles over to this position before you guys shut down? You find the scorpion 800 meters from where that big fat pin in the chart, the collective intelligence of the, mm. of the, of the naval community said it would be. So I just saw this stuff on Wall Street, like in a five day period, and now I saw it like being taught in Navy Intel School. I'm like, there's something to it. And right? you guys adopted that now for that, like yeah, the exactly. leadership, that's, that, that, that's the transparency of portfolio. Yeah. If everybody's, if everybody, if, the, if these top guys are all performing really well in the market, there's got to be something well, to it. Well, it's like two sides of the same coin, right? So if you think about like a TripAdvisor or Yelp, right? Everyone wants to see that star rating at the top, right? I'm going to go, you know, I want to go to go to um, lunch in Berlin or, you know, lunch yeah. in King of Prussia, right? Star rating at the top, that's literally the collective intelligence, but then the, all those individual reviews, that individual transparency, right? If you're like me, like, wait, there's a one-star review there. Like, this is a four-star restaurant, but it's got a one-star review. They lend credibility to one another, right? The one-star review is like, I got a parking ticket out front. Right? It's like, uh, if there's a cockroach in the salad, it was yesterday, you might be worried, right? So we really look at it as kind of two sides of the same coin, individual transparency and then the collective piece. And so that's what we think really kind of takes that sort of, you know, um, heritage around teamwork and transparency that we want to put forward and then the, the combined actual formal training with it. Yeah, I know some of these guys have to actually yeah. get back to, to their day jobs in, in short order, but uh, I think we had one more question. 
I'll tell you real quick, my answer to your question is I'm really excited about what we're doing on the foundation side. Yeah. So we stood up a mission, like we're a mission-driven company, right? Our goal is to raise the wealth profile of the military community, right? Um, but we also stood up a foundation side which focuses on financial education and literacy. We have another sleeve that over another beer another time we'll tell you about that supports some of the stuff we did over in Ukraine because there's so many of guys like us running around and we want to make sure that uh, we were being true to the the ethos of our community and living our values. Uh, but the stuff that we're doing on the financial literacy side, on the foundation side, is some of the stuff that I think is really interesting, like coming over the horizon. Uh, I know you, I, I want to carve out just two minutes, tell us, because I, 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 I've heard the story before, but you guys had a, a special calling. You know, I mean, you, you have this startup and then you take on something else, uh, kind of a cool special mission. If you guys want to talk about it just briefly. Yeah, I, I just, I'll just say, like, you guys are so lucky. When, when JC was telling me about your company, that you're a 100% veteran company, that, that's extraordinary. Um, and I knew that I was at the right place when uh, we were down in uh, southern Florida doing some work. We'd actually just come back from the Seal Heritage Museum. And I, uh, I turned to Sean with our, our new baby startup. And I said, like, well, I, I know we're too early to have a vacation policy, uh, but I need to take a little vacation because I want to go over to Ukraine and help. I feel morally compelled to do so. And he sort of looked at me as we were driving his dad's convertible, paused, 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 and he said, what, you're not going to invite me? So there I was. That's when you know you're working with, with the right people. So uh, Sean and I went over there. We did a bunch of stuff. We could talk about it all day long, but we d delivered hundreds of level four body armor kits. Uh, we, we ran some UW-type programs, and, uh, and we helped evacuate uh, a ton of people during the early days of the war uh, to get out. And so that was some of the most rewarding work we've ever, uh, I've ever done, uh, including my time in uniform. And we were all able to do it because we had stood up this, this foundation piece of the company that supported it. So uh, You guys I'm, did 30 days, right? Yeah, a little longer. Actually, more. Yeah, I mean, I think we, I said 30 days, but it's uh, a little yeah, longer. We, took a break. we have a liberal vacation policy. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you literally came back from Ukraine to go to the Miami Bitcoin conference and then went back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we always made, like, made this commitment, like, you know, like we're going to be different than other companies. We're going to go and support the military community wherever they are. So, like, when you first heard all the guys from 82nd going over to Jezhov, which is like 50 miles from the border, it's like that sort of like kind of piqued my interest. Like, you know, maybe we should go over there and see what we can do just to support them. And of course, like, pretty quickly, it was like, okay, we're going across the line. But, you know, as a, as a small company, but with like our ethos, right, we're going to go wherever, wherever the military goes to support them, right? We'll, we'll go, we look at the military as kind of our high-flying eagles, right? We'll go wherever those eagles dare to go. We'll be there to support them wherever we can. We really think that's what makes us different. And we were kind of joking, like, you know, we're driving through Ukraine during a blackout. It's like, I don't see anyone else from USAA over here. Burn, thank God. For me also, it was like very personally gratifying because... Um, I actually got to do some of the coolest stuff the Navy trained me to do, but never sent me to do. Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and so JC, I want to give you this, man. This is from our foundation, from us, from the Opera over there. Um, we could, we'll talk about it over a beer. But, yeah, uh, appreciate it, fellas. Yeah. We'll put this on our, on our uh, Greek castle flag where we have all the coins. Uh, last thing, I'd be remiss. Uh, you guys are on uh, on the Apple. Uh, and the uh, Google playlist right or on yeah. the uh, the app stores, yeah. right? Just type in Guild Financial, or we can send a link. G U I L D, right? Yeah. Guild, Guild, like Guild the, Financial, yeah. like the like the sort of the sort of trade guild idea, like we're all in this in, yeah. in this together. And for at least for at least for the for the existing period of time, when you sign up, you get uh, you, you get money put in just for watching yeah. videos, right? Yeah, 
And we also we also sent out a code, right? Did you guys put out an yep. email of the code, yep. right? So if we would log in profile, then go to promo and put in that code, and yep. then it dropped the money instantly into your account. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, give it a try. I'd love the feedback. You know, I mean, look. Take, take our money and play with it and see what you think of it. And we'd love to hear back from you. I mean, this is like, this is why we built this company to come here and, and serve you guys. So really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Cool.